Welcome to the Jazz Shapers podcast from Mishkondorea. What you're about to hear was originally broadcast on Jazz FM. However, the music has been cut due to rights issues. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was Nina Simone with Ain't Got No, I Got Life. Talk about being uplifted. Welcome to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, bringing the shapers of the business world together with musicians shaping jazz, soul and blues. My guest today, I'm very pleased to say, is Saloni Loda, fashion designer and founder of the women's wear label Saloni. Born in India, Loda was brought up, as she says, in a very conservative and religious Rajasthani family. But rather than settle into an arranged marriage, a love of textiles led Saloni to Mumbai age 16, to study applied art and graphic design. Although never intending to become a fashion designer, it was while living in Hong Kong that Saloni saw a gap in the luxury brand-dominated market for fun and affordable clothing, incorporating traditional Indian textiles. After designing items for herself and selling one-off pieces through pop-up boutiques, Saloni gained fashion experience in London and launched Saloni, meaning beautiful in Sanskrit, in case you didn't know, in 2011 with £10,000 of personal savings. The Saloni label is now sold at leading stockists across four continents, with studios in Mumbai and London, and Saloni last year launched Connecting for India, an initiative supporting Indian crafts communities. Saloni Loder's my business shaper, and a wonderful introduction to her, and now she's here. It's fabulous to have you with us. Hello. Thank you for having and me. welcome. <laughs> I want to disclose that actually your business is across continents and in lots of places, and today our conversation is across a continent because you are the perennial mover around the welder, otherwise known as an adventurer. And you are today in your home now in Bangkok. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Bangkok. I moved here in December. And this is, this is probably my sixth move, international move. So as much as I sort of crave stability, I'm excited and nervous every time I arrive in a new country because you, it's almost like you're starting fresh. And this time it's, it's definitely an, a brave new adventure because I've, I've come here with kids, dogs. The whole family. The whole lot. Yeah. The whole lot. And that sense of adventure, Mumbai, from your hometown, studying and then moving again, meeting your now husband for many years, moving to Hong Kong and all those things. You say you crave stability and yet here you are on your sixth move. What's what's that about, Saloni? Do you think, I mean, for those people that aren't familiar with your, your brand and your clothes, you must go online and have a look because they're gorgeous. And I say this as a completely silly man who looks at women's fashion and, and talks to much more informed people, i.e. my wife um, and other friends who really uh, do understand fashion and, and all that. But what is it that drives that sense of wanting the fresh and the fresh take and embracing that? Because many people don't move around like this. Yeah, and, you know, I think... When you did the introduction, I think you kind of covered a lot of, of how I grew up. Um, but, you know, I'll give you a little bit of meat on that. Um, I grew up in a small town in a traditional Jain community. And, and, it, and it, was, it was a beautiful upbringing because growing up in such a, a very close-knit family, you know, with many generations living under the same roof, um, you're always celebrating. I, you know, I, I always remember my grandmothers and aunts singing and dancing, and there's always 50 people for meals at home, and 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 there's a celebration. There's this, it almost feels like you're celebrating, you're mourning together, you're celebrating, you're you're doing everything together. You know, so I guess my sense of stability really comes from having that because until I was 16. You know, I never, I was never alone. There was always a cousin or an aunt. There was always somebody around. But I also remember when I was young, 
always craving independence and freedom because especially in my community, in the Marwadi community, when you're little, all your aunts will start talking about arranged marriages and this boy from Bangalore and this boy from, you know, and and women in, in our community don't really work. And, and I would question it without knowing why I was questioning it. I would always question it. I always knew that I wanted to create my own path. I wanted to be independent. I wanted to sort of live life on my own terms. And you know, I'm I'm so grateful to my family because they entertained those conversations. They, you know, they allowed me to think about those conversations. Um, but they always said, you know, this is how it is. And, you know, later in your life, you'll come home and you'll have an arranged marriage because it's a very important decision because, you know, gen communities, they follow quite a strict way of living. So, yeah, I I, I have this chaos in me. And it's a, it's a constant chaos, but it helps me. It helps me dream. It you know gives me that energy every day, you know. But I never sort of sat down, I guess, until I moved away from India and dreamt of having a fashion brand. Saloni Loaders, my business shaper, all the way beamed from Bangkok today for me on this special uh, jazz shapers. We're talking about. Uh, constant states of chaos and craving independence and this sense of being a young Indian woman in India saying, hold on a second, I love my community. I love the, I love what you said about always celebration and the, the sense of people and generations. And yet, there you were wanting to create your own path. Interesting, when you talked about that, you said your parents essentially allowed it. And here we are 20 years later, you created your business 12 years ago. You have embraced the the beauty of Indian fabrics and Indian design in a, in a luxury setting, if you like. They allowed you to do it. How did they come to that decision? How did that moment happen before you then eventually broke and created this business in London many years later? Yeah, and I think it's, you know, parents give you, I guess they give you an in incredible foundation to believe in yourself, to dream and, and talk about it, you know, and, and I remember my, I would always go to my dad and come up with so many dreams and, and he'll, he'll never say, oh, no, 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 you know, this is not a possibility or you're dreaming too big. He would just allow those dreams to exist. But I always knew at the end of that road, I had this arranged marriage waiting for me. So I guess from like, I think I, I remember I was 13 or 14. I kept talking to my dad. I said, I'm moving to Pondicherry. I'm going, I'm, or I'm going, I'm going to go and live somewhere else and, you know, become a potter. I'm going to become um, an artist or I'll, I'll go live in the mountains. And he would always smile at me and he said, okay, beta, but then you, you'll come back and have, you know, you'll have the marriage and you'll follow the religion. And so it was always, it felt like a conversation and it, it, yeah, it always felt that there were possibilities, which is an important one. That's what gives you the strength and, and really the belief that you can do anything. And then when I moved to Bombay, I was in art school and, and I always, you know, I, I, I wanted to start earning money as soon as I arrived in Bombay and, and start carving that sort of independent path for myself. And I remember working for a music magazine, a very small one, and doing their graphic design. And it was, it was so satisfying to get that paycheck every month and then going to my dad saying, I can do this. <laughs> and, you know, and that journey sort of led me to meet my, my husband now, which was a, it was a slightly challenging at that time because my husband was from not just a, another culture or religion in, you know, he was, it was nothing that my family had ever known. But 
But they came around to it and supported me once they got their head around it. It took them some time. But once they got their head around it, they allowed me to live this life. And, and, and I think that's been a great foundation for me to... And those values, those, those values, I foster those values to sort of build the company I have today, if that makes sense. <laughs> It makes perfect sense. And we're going to talk all about how being open and possibilities and dreaming have been a key part of the platform of the business that you have built called Saloni. We'll be talking lots about that shortly with Saloni Load and my business shape. But right now, though, we're going to hear a taster from the Mishcon Innovation Series, a brand new podcast on all the major podcast platforms. Natasha Knight invites business founders to share their industry insights and practical advice for those of you thinking about getting into an industry and starting your very own thing. In this clip, focused on retail and the world of manufacturing, we hear from Julie Dean, founder and CEO of the Cambridge Satchel Company. The Mishcon Innovation Series. Insights from founders for your future business. In association with Jazz Shapers, with Mishcon Derea. A really, really good thing is to try lots of different things and really throw yourself into it knowing that this might not be what you end up doing for your entire life but if you have a good attitude you can really pick up a lot of insight and tips because you know I didn't know at 20 what I would end up doing I didn't know that at all but I did waitressing in a Greek taverna. I did, I did loads of weird things. But from every single thing that I did, I look back now and I think, well, when we look at the shops and the customer journey and all this kind of thing, I think back to what I learned when I was doing my waitressing job. You know, and you do, you, you learn interesting and useful things from every single thing you do. So don't panic too much about having to know exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life because I just don't think that that is reasonable. But I think that if you can look at opportunities that, that come your way and think, I'm going to say yes to these and get something from them. You know, I, I knew that I'm not really going to be a, a sort of a, a lifetime career accountant, but I do have an accountancy qualification, you know, and and I did work for some years with Deloitte and, and then with PwC. And from those years, I just learned so much. You know, I picked up so much. And I think that that put me in a very, very strong position when I did come around to the point of thinking, I'm going to start my own business now, you know, because I had a very solid foundation. And so Working for different places that can give you a good training in those early years is no bad thing at all. The Mishcon Innovation Series, in association with Jazz Shapers, with Mishcon Derea. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishcon Derea. It's business, but it's personal. You can enjoy all our former business shapers on the Jazz Shapers podcast. And indeed, you can hear this very program again if you pop Jazz Shapers into your podcast platform of choice. Or if you've got a smart speaker, just ask it to play Jazz Shapers and you should be rewarded with a taster of our recent shows. But back to today, my guest is Saloni Loder, fashion designer and founder of the women's wear label Saloni. And today it's an international Jazz Shapers special all the way from Bangkok to London. 
So let's move now. You've got this bank of great values. They've embraced your Italian husband, different continent, different, different culture, all those things. And then you set your business up, which according to my information, Sloane, and I know numbers in terms of years aren't your favourite subject, you're not that interested, 2011, which by my reckoning is around 11 years ago. When you set this thing up, what was it like in the very beginning? You're, you're wearing, I think it's a, are they call this a dress. Is it a dress or a top that you're wearing today? This yeah, is a, I'm wearing a, a Saloni dress. A Saloni dress, good. Um, what did you have in your mind's eye in terms of what this thing would be, apart from the independence you craved, apart from the beauty that you wanted to bring to it? If you could capture that, okay, Saloni when it grows up is going to be, insert words, what were those words at that point? What was the ambition? I really saw a gap in the market for beautifully crafted dresses with a sense of color and spirit that I was almost kind of digging for my memories. I spent all my summers in Rajasthan and I just remember these beautiful, vivid colors, but I didn't want how people imagine India as like, oh, bright colors in Bollywood. You know, there's a, it's very subtle. Actually, the sense of color is very subtle in India and it's very elevated. And we've got thousands and thousands years of history and textiles. And to celebrate that in a contemporary way was the challenge I was setting myself. You know, it was not traditional clothing. It was not, even in terms of the, the prints, it was, it was a sense, it was a feeling that I, was, I started with. And, and my vision has never really been led by trends or seasons, but always rather from my own sense of how I'd want to dress every day and how I'm serving my customer and their needs. Because you know, at the end of it, like women are busy. Women do a lot of things that they're designing from a from a practical point of view, still creating beauty and, and having fun with the brand, you know, led me to, to create this company. And I think that the women who wear Saloni feel that energy. And in terms of the, um, the famous people that wear your clothes, uh, nice, right? Do they, they, I mean, I'm interested when, when you hear about these names in, in the media, whether it's the uh, ex-prime minister's wife or royalty or whoever it might be, members of the establishment who go to nice openings at galleries and things like that. Is that important to you or is it, are you grounded enough to just say, well, that's very nice or, or, or you know, I'm, I'm interested in what role it plays in the brand, if, if you like. To be really honest, I live in a bubble. I like, I, I live in my own world uh, most of the time. So I'm probably the last one to find out. <laughs> it's usually a friend and, and it's sometimes it's like my husband's friend who's read it in the newspaper and he's so for me it's it's incredible and it's you know it's humbling to see these women when they choose to wear Saloni on these occasions. But this is not what drives me or I do what I do. You know, for for me it's I spoke about chaos, you know. I wake up on most mornings thinking I question first why I do what I do, because no one needs more clothes. You know, we, we have enough. Fashion is a very consumerism-driven field. So, so I question why am I doing this? So the journey really begins with the creativity, the people that work with me, the community of artists and collaborations that we do. And it's, a, it's really a journey. It's not the destination. And, and that, that journey is so important to me. So yeah, you know, I'm always really humbled by amazing things when they happen. But for me, it's it's the journey. It's the journey of creating this company. When I was looking at the business and, and reading around it, obviously being ethical, being sustainable, 
is an important part for you because if you're making things, you've got to make them in a way which which works, which which doesn't destroy the planet. And there are a few things you do around. I, I read about the pack for good policy of sourcing fabrics. I read about obviously some of the charitable things you're doing. I mentioned at the beginning this connecting for India where you're supporting craftspeople. That sense of doing good, that sense of the first question you have in the morning being related to this sense of doing good things, not bad things. Is that back to mum and dad? Is that back to being a gen as well, do you think, in terms of your, your values? Yeah, I think it's definitely, you know, genism has shaped a lot of my values. And, and I think also growing up really with so much disparity around me, when you grow up in India, you, you, you learn the, the importance of cloth very early on, right? Because if you, you think about cloth, it's very sacred. It's in every religious offering, it's, you know, it's celebrated at every, everything that you do. But also I've seen incredible things of how no one lets even a tiny piece of cloth go to waste. They'll, you know, they'll recycle it. They'll do something with it. So those values have just come from seeing and being around them. And, you know, sustainability, really learning about sustainability is a, is a long journey for me because when I started the brand, you know, I didn't sit down and think about every single process, how this is printed or where does this textile come from. But the first principle that we really, we founded our brand on, we were going to make well-made clothes that, that were going to last for a long time. And that's a very important one because if you make good clothes, you know, they should last you for, I don't know, I sometimes wear my things 150 times, 200 times I'm with you. More, you know, this I, sweater I'm wearing today has been worn yeah. many, many times. I love it. I'm never, I'm never getting rid of it. You know, they're not meant for wearing like two times and, and I'm going to hide it in my, in my closet. So well-made clothes and also things that can be passed to your friends or to generations, because of course, taste change and, you know, what do you want to wear? That's an important principle for us is how do we make our clothes and, and Salonia, may I just ask, is it, is it really easy to find people who buy into that? As you've built your team, I think you've got a team around the world. Do they go, I totally get it, and, and those people, are, there's many of them, or has it been a, a process of education? Yeah, so it, you know, I mean, my core team, a lot of my team um, have been with me for a long time. You know, I think my textile director has been with me for eight or nine years. And, and we, we have these conversations, we talk about it, and... When something doesn't work, we, you know, we say, you know, okay, we didn't know about this fabric. Let's not use this fabric. But most of our fabrics are silk. But the the construction of uh, clothing is an important one for us. And and I've actually spent a lot of time at factories myself uh, working with tailors and having, the, you know, on the construction, how things are going to be finished and how do you make sure that the seams don't open up. And these things are very important because, yeah, it'll just give you the longevity. And, you know, really the, the most sustainable thing you can do is just being mindful and, you know, really think before buying, you know, how much do I love this? And, you know, it's so many times I'll have urges to buy things and then I'll, you know, I'll say to myself, okay, do I have enough? Do I need this? You know, can I fix what I have? And, and these are just the conversations you, you, you need to foster around with everybody. Um, and and we're, we're, we're trying to do that a lot more with our own customers so it's, um, you know, it's a journey. We'll have our final chat with my guest today, Saloni Loder, and we've got some typically upbeat, even more upbeat than we've already had, Herbie Hancock for you today. And that's all coming up in just a moment. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Kondorea. It's business, 
but it's personal. I'm with Saloni Loder just for a few more minutes. The trajectory of the business, the fact that you have taken an Indianness and its beauty, and you said this about the subtlety of the colours and and the vibrancy of the colours. And one of the great things I urge you, if you're on Instagram, to look at this is your holy. I think you called it Holy Saloni, the, the the festival you have, which is brilliant because my memories of Holy, which is a time when people throw stuff at each other, basically, and get a little bit um, happy to say the least. Um, but but you're, you have managed, so, so go on to Instagram and, and look up Saloni's Instagram handle over there. But your your sense of, and your ability to sell Indian clothes to the world is not a new thing. But as I looked at the business, and I thought more broadly, and of course in Indian conglomerates have started to do this much more over the last 20 years. But for individual brands, it's been tricky. Most, you know, historically, India has imported... And here you are exporting something which, as you said, is not the Bollywood version of India. It's a true version of India. Is there just going to be more of that? Is that where this goes, Saloni? Are you thinking, okay, I'm going to conquer the rest of the world? Or you know, w- w- what does the plan look like for you now? I never sort of sat down and thought about, oh, you know, what do I use from India as my marketing strategy? Um, I'd, I'd actually... I don't do fashion shows. I don't really do much. and And, and I like to take my time for creating content I guess for for the brand or you know first I'll do a film or I'll do a collaboration and and I was asked to write a project plan for what was the brand going to do for the next few years and I said you know I really want to create compelling beautiful experiences and and celebration was at the heart of it you know I imagined this world where I could bring architecture artisans you know the clothes the food and really sort of combine it all together in a narrative and Holi was the perfect backdrop for that. And to do it in Rajasthan, where my family originates from, also gave it so much inspiration to everyone who collaborated on that project. And, and just to say, and just to say for those people, the Holi is, is a festival and this was a big party where basically Saloni invited lots of people and Holi is all about colour. And there's a phrase in Hindi, Buranu Manu Holi Hey, I think is right. Or is that, is that correct? You can correct me because I'm just an English person trying to remember the line. Was it that? Or is it Barano Manu Holi Holi Hey? In other words, don't holy don't mind it's holy. In other words, you can do yeah. you can do whatever you want. And there was a TV series I never I never did, which was Barano Manu Firangi Hoon, which was uh, Don't mind me, I'm a foreigner. But anyway, for those people who speak Hindi, you'll know that that was relatively funny once, probably on a drunken evening. But you you so that festival over there embodied it. But you don't strike me as someone who wants world domination. You strike me as someone who's no. true to their craft, who wants to create, as you said, these experiences and this celebration. The clothes are beautiful. They are they are recognised on these, you know, net-a-portes and matches and, and places. I'm just interested where it goes from here for you. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, for me, it's... And I, and I say this to the team, you know, there are a lot of printed dresses out there. There's really actually no need for another brand. There's no need for another dress. So every week I reinforce this message, you know, what's our story and, and make it authentic and really true to who we are as a, as a company, as a brand, as in every single thing that we do. And look, there's so much information, you know, good and bad every day as you wake up in the morning, we, you know, we desensitize, we this just an overload of information. So also when we're creating something as a young company with limited funds and budgets, it's important to think I don't need to do everything on a seasonal basis. I can take my time. I can do something every few years, but make it meaningful, make it authentic to who you are, you know, and, and then people will remember for years to come. You know, for me, that's a very important part of our 
the way we build the company, you know, what's unique to Saloni, what what makes us who we are. And and then I dream of, of lots of other projects. So it's it's fun that, you know, they, they take years to to come together. And when they do, they have, you know, great memories that last. It's been lovely talking to you. Um, I look forward to seeing more dreams and, and enjoying memories that last, which I think is a wonderful way of putting it. And and who knew you could do that if you were a fashion business? But that's the point, isn't it? As you said, it's like knowing your story and going for it and making it yours. Thank you so much for spending some time with me um, from Bangkok to London. How international are we today? I'm brilliant. Um, just <laughs> before you, I let Elliot. you disappear into, into the rest of your day, um, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? So I chose Falakuti, Water No Get Enemy, because my husband introduced me that song 20 years ago in Bombay and... It's always meant so much to me and in just the simplicity of the, you know, around water. And, and the, I think the lyrics are so powerful. In few words, it says it all. So, you know, when you asked me to, to think of that song, it was, it was, it brought me so much joy to sit down and write that email. <laughs> Fella Cootie there with Water No Get Enemy, the song choice of my business shaper today, Saloni Loader. The first question she asks at the beginning of every day is, no one needs more clothes, so what am I going to do today that is the right thing to do? She also talked about it being a journey and not a destination, and I absolutely love that thought. That path is as important as where you end up, and ideally, in fact, more important. And finally, she said in terms of bringing and taking her business forward, what's our story? We've got to make it meaningful and authentic to who you are. In other words, don't do things just because they are fashionable, which is absolutely brilliant and the antithesis of what you might have thought she would say. Brilliant stuff. That's it from me and Jazz Shapers. Have a lovely weekend. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. We hope you enjoyed that edition of Jazz Shapers. You'll find hundreds more guests available for you to listen to in our archive. To find out more, just search Jazz Shapers in iTunes or your favourite podcast platform or head over to mishcon.com forward slash jazzshapers.